Hey, you're listening to the podcast for Mid-City Vineyard Church. Mid-City Vineyard is located in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana on Canal Street. You can find us on Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church, Instagram, at Mid-City Vineyard, or check us out at midcityvineyard.org. My name is Brian, my wife Christy and I pastor the Mid-City Vineyard, and we're glad that you were able to uh, find us and check out this podcast. This week we are continuing our series in the Advent season. Week two of Advent, we are looking at peace, as we are a people who are waiting, anticipating the beautiful return of Jesus the Christ and the peace that he brings. But in the meantime, in this time of waiting and anticipation, we also know that we are people who are now in Christ because when Christ came to the planet, Christ is the one who embodied peace and he has invited us to reflect his mercy, beauty, grace, and his peace. Thanks for checking us out. Much grace and peace to you. I would like for you to participate in a, a, visual, a visualization exercise uh, or something of, of that effect with me for a moment. So if you don't mind closing your eyes, and I'm going to walk you through a couple, of, a couple of thoughts here. I want you to take time considering these things. So in your imagination, in your mind, I would like for you to begin by imagining wholeness to your whole self. Wholeness to the fractures within you. Wholeness to the abused places. Wholeness to the spaces that might be filled with self-hate or disgust. Imagine yourself feeling whole and, and being at peace with who you are. Now imagine wholeness to all of your relationships. Imagine wholeness to the fractured friendships in your life. Imagine wholeness to the abused family ties. Imagine wholeness to the spaces that are filled with angst and hate and disregard. Now continuing on, imagine wholeness to your environment. Imagine wholeness and connectedness between you and the fractured planet. Wholeness to the abused atmosphere. Wholeness to the creation and the spaces that are filled with pollution and decay. And finally, imagine wholeness to your connection and your communion with God. 
wholeness to the fractured connection. Wholeness to where that relationship is abused. Wholeness to the spaces that are filled with doubt, concern, and fear. And I invite you now with your eyes closed, I invite you to imagine this, this life of, of, of wholeness to yourself, to others, to creation, to God. Just hold that in your hands, in your mind, in your heart, and I invite you just to, to breathe in. And as you breathe in, slowly and exhale, just imagine yourself breathing in more of the presence of God. The Spirit of God is referred to in the scriptures as the wind or the breath, uh, the ruach. We breathe in the Spirit. We welcome your presence, God. Lord, we ask that you would fill our imagination in such a way that what we imagine and what we see in our mind's eye, even tonight, Lord, that it would become more of our reality. And Lord, this is where the, this is kind of where the, the uh, faith comes into play and uh, this mystical nature of this amazing mystery that we call God. Uh, we ask that you would move and power in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Uh, what if, what if that could really be yours? Now, the truth is, some of us, I mean, we're, we're all going to come from different angles on this, but some of us really do have a deep peace with ourselves. I mean, some of us just, we do. We, we've worked through the, the junk uh, for the most part. We've, we've, we've been, uh, I mean, some of us have just, honestly, some of us have just been beat to hell, and, and we've come out of it on the other side, and, and, and we're stronger for it. And uh, we've gone through counseling. We've gone through various things, and so maybe there's that. But there's others of us in the room and, and a, of course, across our community and our planet that, are not at all at peace with themselves. But even if we're at peace with ourselves, that doesn't always mean that we have peace in all areas of our life, you know, because maybe our relationships are still, you know, just fractured and, and broken and, 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 and just on the fritz. Or maybe it's, uh, maybe it is with God. Uh, and, you know, how, how do I know? How do I know? Well, I, I think you know a lot of times when you're not at peace with yourself or you're not at peace with others. Uh, how do I know when I'm not at peace with God? I think a lot of times that just comes in in this fact that we, we still find ourselves jumping through hoops to try to please God. You know, or, or whenever we utter phrases like, well, I know this wouldn't be happening. You know, God wouldn't do this if I would just. <laughs> that's, a, that's a clear sign that uh, we haven't reached that, that place where, you know what, I'm just, 
I, I finally face the music that I am relentlessly loved and pursued by God. Like, that's a cool place to be, to know that you are relentlessly loved and pursued by God. But it's a hard place to be because we don't live in a culture that, uh, you know, we have, to, we have to earn everything in this world. And so we think we've got to earn this thing from God. So imagine, though, that there was this connection. I mean, what, imagine this wholeness, this wholeness with yourself, this wholeness with others, this wholeness with creation, this wholeness with God. Imagine now that it starts deep within you and it begins to grow like a very, very, very small seed. This goes back to the waiting video that I posted because it doesn't happen like that, but maybe it starts, it's planted, and it grows. And imagine this, that imagining it is how it starts. What if that's the actual beginning? I, you think about this. How do most things begin in your life? <laughs> okay, let, let's... Let's even, let's, how do most bad things begin in your life? You know, addictions or, or habits or things like that. Most of the time they begin where? They begin in your imagination. Uh, so for instance, most extramarital affairs don't just accidentally happen. Most of the time those things begin in a person's imagination. A person thinks about and imagines. I wonder what it would be like. And then I wonder more, and I wonder more, and more, and I wonder more often. And then I start, it moves from my imagination, and it starts moving into places of reality eventually. You see, uh, this is, I mean, there's incredible power in the mind and in the imagination. And I, I think, I don't think that's any mistake. I think that what we do now is we learn how to recapture our imagination for the things of the Spirit. Because God's given it to us. So what if that's how this even works? And I would actually say to us that uh, this wholeness that we're imagining, I, I believe that it's ours. See, because here's what happens in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. It says that there was this infant child that was born in a stable, often like the backwoods. And all of a sudden it says that the angelic host, I, I can't even imagine this, but we need to imagine that's what we're doing. So the angelic host and just came and began to sing praises. How's Luke say it? They, they began singing praises, glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace to every man and every woman on earth who pleases him. Now you can read this, peace to everyone who pleases God. You could read it as peace to everyone who makes God happy. Or you could read it, peace to everyone. Because everyone pleases God. Which is how I believe it is intended to be read. Peace on earth. God comes in the flesh. And this is what God does when he comes in the flesh. He comes to actually restore what has been lost. He comes to restore what has been broken. He comes to restore what has been abused. He comes to restore what has been fractured. He comes to restore wholeness. He comes to restore peace. He comes to restore the Hebrew word in the Old Testament was shalom. And shalom was not just, hey, peace. You know, it wasn't like a hippie kind of peace. It was like shalom covers over every aspect, every component of a person's life, every aspect, every component of creation where creation is broken. God brings peace. He brings shalom. He brings wholeness. 
Like this is a, it's a huge word. We don't actually have a word for it uh, in English that, that encompasses what the word shalom actually encompasses. Jesus, now here's, listen so carefully how this works. Jesus embodies peace. So you've heard it said that people like Hitler embody Satan himself, right? I mean, you've heard, you know, people, like you see super evil and what you say is that is evil embodied. It's very easy for us to see evil embodied, right? We, we see that often. Jesus is everything that that's not. It is like Jesus is light and mercy and graciousness and gentleness and peace embodied. What does peace look like? Look at Jesus. And then Jesus says, if you want to know what God looks like, look at me. And if you want to experience all of this, look at the Spirit. This is the Spirit of God. Spirit, God, Father, Son, Jesus are dancing entwined together. Colossians chapter 3, this is what Paul says. He says, listen now, you've been chosen for this new life of love. Okay, so let me just, let me maybe, maybe pretend like Paul's saying this to us right now. All right, Mid-City Vineyard. Christians in the room, you have been chosen for the new life of love. So now, here's what I want you to do. Julie, Danny, Donna, Sean, Brandon, everyone in the room, I want you to clothe yourselves with the wardrobe that God picked out for you. And here's what he picked out. Compassion and kindness and humility and quiet strength and discipline. The, the clothes that God has picked out for us is that we'd be even-tempered, that we would be content with second place. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, that goes against everything that our culture stands for. But, li but, these are, but listen, these are the clothes that God picked out for us, okay? So let's just keep going. Uh, content with second place. Uh, God's picked out these clothes where we would actually be quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave us. Okay. And regardless of what else you put on, put on love. Like pick love and put it on. It's your basic all-purpose garment. To me, it's like my hoodie. <laughs> you know, like it's cool outside. Once it hits, you know, in, once it hits 70 degrees, I'm like, oh, it's hoodie weather. And so like I wear my hoodie everywhere. So it's like, but that's, that's what this is. That's the garment of choice. Never go without your hoodie. Now, let the peace of Christ, listen, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other. Let it keep you in step with each other. None of this going off doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the message of Jesus have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your life. Instruct and direct one another. Use good common sense. And sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail of your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of Jesus thanking him every step of the way. So here's what Paul's saying. You now, Ben, you, Connie, you, Jeremy, you, Wendy, you, everyone in the room, you now embody Christ, which means that you are now a conduit by which peace grows in the world. That's what we do. You're a conduit by which love manifests itself in the world. And I'm convinced that if we myself included here, if we don't get this, if Christians don't get this, then we just kind of keep falling in line with everything else that the culture around us is doing. 
And so when we watch the news and um, a particular group is uh, uh, ticked off at another group, and we just we, we decide we pick a side. And we're like, uh, and we make sure that we pick the side that we think is going to come in first place because we're not content with second place, even though Paul's even like, hey, just be content with second place. Because that stuff right there, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is this. Like, this is your reality. But it doesn't look like my reality. I know, that's why you have to begin to understand that you are now in Christ. And when you are in Christ, now this is your new reality. Now you must imagine what this looks like and begin to walk and live and move and breathe in it. To belong to the body of Christ and to belong to Jesus Christ is to manifest this peace. And God calls us to be a people of peace, to experience this shalom. So how, how do we go about this? I, I want to suggest to you, and this, this is where, I mean, I think, the talk up to this point is like, oh, it's so beautiful and lovey-dovey. This, this, here's the part where I think it gets a little harder because how do we go about this in a world that doesn't love peace? Now, listen, you guys know as well as I do that lots of people like to talk about peace. But who is really, truly moving after and working for peace? And there are some, there are some. But how, and, and how does that even go? I think that this is where it gets a little bit harder. Because to really experience this kind of wholeness, this kind of peace, I don't think it's possible to experience it until we, and this is heavy, but I, I think this is right. I think we have to come to a place where we would actually rather lose. Or we would actually even go so far as to say we would rather die than to, to participate in this ongoing cycle of violence. Like, at what point do we finally just say, oh, forget it, enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not, I'm not participating in this anymore. I, I'm not participating in this, this with my words. I'm not participating in this with my thoughts. I'm not participating in this with my actions. I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. See, again, consider with me for a minute alcoholics or drug addicts. Do you realize that alcoholics and drug addicts do not get free from alcoholism or drug addiction until they finally reach a place where they're like, screw it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to die. And you know what? I don't want to go down this road anymore. So forget it. I'm done. I will do whatever it takes. I will go to as many meetings as I have to. I will have a sponsor. I will do anything because I would rather just flat out die than go back to that. Like it's a, it's a radical shift. What, they, what it's called of the biblical word is repentance. It's a change of mind. It's a change of heart. It's a change of life. It's a, I'm out of here. I don't want this anymore. I can't do it. And I, I think that we, we take very extreme measures with certain things like that. But, but then, like this whole, uh, I think that when it comes to this peace and violence thing, it just kind of, my question is, when are we going to get so sick of it? When do we really begin to submit to the peace of Christ? Because you know what, uh, what Paul said there is, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let the peace of Christ 
Let it be what keeps you in tune with each other. Let it be what drives you. And so I think Paul's saying, listen, because he, oh, I don't think, I know he's saying this because in other places he says it. He says, listen, take your thoughts, and uh, let me just, for the record, let me say, this is as hard as me for anyone, as for anyone, okay? So this is not me just telling you, right, do this. This is us saying, what are we going to do about this together? Because Paul, in other places, he says, listen, if there, if there are thoughts that are pure and noble and true and beautiful and righteous and gracious and gentle, think on those things. And all the other stuff, put that stuff out of your head. I'm going like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds amazing, and yet I'm amazed at how my thoughts can just go and be like so far, you know. Um, <laughs> the other night, I was going to pick uh, Nathan up from baseball practice. I was going down canal right here, and I'm in the middle lane, and I'm driving under the speed limit. I drive, uh, I, I drive slow these days, and I'm, in, I'm, I think the speed limit is 35. I think I'm going like 30 in the middle lane, and there are these two guys crossing the street. And they kind of, they're, I don't know, they're maybe 100 yards in front of me, but they must have been slow. And they just, they're walking across the street in the middle of the street, and I must have gotten too close eventually before they hit the median. And the guy who was walking across the street, he stops in the very right lane as I'm passing. And he's an old crotchety kind of man. And he stands right there in the middle of the lane, and he just starts flipping me off. He's like, rah, 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 rah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like. What did I do? And I, I couldn't figure it out. But then I, I felt, and you guys know how this is, I felt everything in me just explode. And I, my blood pressure, all of my thoughts. And it took me, from, it was right here by the church, so it took me from here all the way down to City Park Avenue where that light is. And I thought I, I must have crossed like or passed like three or four U-turns between here and City Park. And I thought, I, I got to go back. I got to go and let him know what I think now. You know, I was like, it was everything in me wanted to go back and 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 give it back to him the way he had just given it to me and 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 I'm thinking what is that in me what is that in me like what is the that flips the switch so fast and so easy that you know my pride my ego everything has just been just boy I wanted to let him have it I wanted to turn around and go back and like swipe him a little bit. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was that angry. I was like, what is, I needed justice or something. I don't know. I... So here's my take. People on earth say all the time, hey, we want peace on earth, but then they're not really vigilant about having peace in their own lives or in their own minds or in their own hearts and their own relationships. So what do we do? What do we do? I want to suggest to you that violence is a disease. I say it's a disease because this is, if you look all the way back through the scriptures, go, go, go take a look. It's, it's fascinating. But in Genesis chapter 9, this whole story of Noah, which, let's face it, the story of Noah is a really weird story. Uh, lots of rain, lots of death, lots of, it, it's weird, big, strange boat. But here's the thing. The most fascinating part of that story to me is that the scripture, the way the writer wrote it, it says that God was going to send the rain because of the violence of the people. It doesn't talk about, now earlier it does, but when it comes to, right down to it, it doesn't talk about their sexual misconduct. It doesn't talk about their greed or the way they were using one another. It, it, does, it says that the rains were going to come because 
violence had overtaken their hearts. It's a disease that has to be worked out, and it can't just have a Band-Aid put on it. And so what happens? God comes to the planet. And when God comes to the planet, Jesus comes to the planet. Jesus, who is God, is embodying peace. And what does Jesus do? He completely overturns the cycle of cyclical violence. Cyclical violence is it's, it's what? It's where, it's where Jeremy comes over here, and, and he... He does something to me, and I can't, I, I just, I can't handle it. And so I've got to do it back at Jeremy. But when I do it back at Jeremy, I can't just do what Jeremy did. It's got to be a little bit more, right? I mean, that's how, that's how we are. That's why I wanted to turn around and come back and do a little bit more than flip this fellow off. So I do a little bit more. But now once I do this, what happens now? Well, now Jeremy's, Jeremy's children want, want to get on board with that. This, I'm, I'm talking, this is how it works big scale, and, and so they want to retaliate against me, and then my children want to retaliate, and then it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. This is how it works, until what? Until somebody says, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. I would rather die than contribute further to this. And that sounds crazy, doesn't it? So what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? Because we're reminded that he died, right? What did Jesus say? He says to Pilate, he says, listen, my kingdom, like the way I rule and the way I reign, it's not of this world. He wasn't saying, like, I'm from outer space. He wasn't saying, I got like this gig that you can't see happening somewhere else. He was saying, the way that I live life and the way that my people live life, it doesn't look like the way the world lives life. And he said, if it did, then my disciples would be here right now. Everyone who follows me, they'd be right here right now fighting for me. The angels would come down and they would be fighting for me. But that's not how I'm doing it. I would rather die than participate in the system. And so, kill me. But when you do, know that what I'm doing is I'm, 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 I'm inaugurating this new movement. I am bringing about and I am restoring peace. And I am restoring wholeness and completeness and shalom. And there will be a conquering of even the system. You see, Jesus wasn't just defeating sin on the cross. He did defeat sin, but it wasn't just sin. Jesus was defeating all of the systems that we live by. He was defeating the cycle of violence. He was defeating death. He was defeating all the things that have forever driven us. And now Paul says, look, take on Jesus. Take on Jesus. Take on this path. Take in this faith. Experience this. You can actually be peace even, or be at peace even when the world around you is melting and falling apart. You can have it because you're in Christ. And this is why, to me, guys, this is why faith in our head isn't enough. Like, it's not enough to just be like, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, like, at some point, there's got to be this experience of just, and, and I'm not talking like a wiggy, weird experience. I'm just talking like, boom, I get it. You know, like, I know God loves me. I really know God loves me. And I know I don't have to earn God's love, and I know I'm at peace with God. And now, because if I'm at peace with God, I can really, I can begin to experience and be at peace with Thomas. And I can be at peace with Newman. I can be at peace with Jeremy and with Brandon. I can be at peace with 
with people around me and, and I can start working at it because some people don't want to be at peace. Let's face it. In your families, you just got back from Thanksgiving. Some people in your families don't want to be at peace with you. Okay. That's, that's on them. The part that's on you is what's God doing in you. And, and how are you wearing the wardrobe of love and peace and mercy? And here's how I'll finish this. I would say that Jesus made a big deal out of this, this whole violence thing and, and being people of peace. I think that the church must be, I think we have to be the people of peace. And I'm, I'm striving for this. I'm, I'm looking for this in my life all the time. And I'm, I'm trying to recognize where, where are my thoughts going? Where, where are my actions? Where are my words? You know? Even this morning, Christy and I were in a conversation. I found myself talking um, in a, and, and this is a minor example, but I think for me, for me, it was huge. But I found myself discussing a particular person with, with Christy in a way that was not uplifting, in a way that was actually, I, I, I just felt all of a sudden like the Spirit of God was like, this is a great example, Brian. This is rather violent in many ways because you're 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 putting this person down you're saying things in a way that that are not they're not healthy they're not they're not beautiful they're not gracious they're not gentle they're not kind and i'm going like oh and and that's this is again it, it just it felt like in many ways a violent conversation it was none it was not about any of you but you know it was just <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> I mean, but I, and so I was like, oh, wait a minute. It, maybe it start, Maybe this is part of where it starts is a recognition of where is this stuff rearing its head in our lives. But Jesus goes really far. In Matthew 5, he says, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to actually love your enemies. And keep in mind, Jesus wasn't talking about your grouchy neighbor. Understand that Jesus' grouchy neighbors did not nail him to the cross. Like, the people that nailed Jesus to the cross were legitimate, I want to kill you, enemies. And Jesus says, I want you to love those people. And that's huge. But Matthew also says in that passage, he says that, you know what? God causes the rain to fall on the wicked and the righteous. He causes the sun to shine on the righteous and the wicked. He says that God just shines and rains down on everyone. And so should we. And the way we do that is to be filled and connected to the Spirit of God in the ways that, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, why you are, what you are. My responsibility as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, is to embody this peace and this love and this mercy. So how do we grow in it? Here's, here's three little things that I, I, I wanna, I'll challenge us with, and then we'll pray. First question would be this, and, and this is not a trick question. Don't answer out loud, but I think just think on it. First off, the question would be, are you personally disgusted enough to say that you would rather, that you would literally rather die than participate in this type of violence and retaliation? And if so, then I would encourage you this week to actually begin to say that, to pledge that, to say that I would rather, I would rather 
lose. I would rather lose this argument than contribute further to it. I would rather die in this situation than contribute that to violence. If that's where you are, then I would pledge that. And I would, I would, I would remember that and I would recall that with the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing. If you're not there, okay. Here's the beauty of God. God always takes us where we are. And so if you're not there, then talk to God about that. Talk to God about where you are. If you can't go that far, can you, can you go this far? Can you go so far as to say, I'm not there, God, but you know what? Here's what I'll do. Uh, I'll talk to you about the possibilities of getting there. Because that's a fair prayer. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why and Christians like to do this a lot, but we don't like, you know, well, you just got to be there. <laughs> what? How do I just be there? You, you can't be where you want. But you know what, where you want to be, and so we start that prayer. The second thing would be, I'm convinced that we can't crank this stuff out on our own. So uh, our lives, everything that comes out of us, is, it, it rises up from what's in. And so my encouragement here, even in this Advent season, is um, find some ways and creative ways sometimes where you can just connect with the Holy Spirit in, 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 in personal ways. And whether, you know, for some of you it might be through reading scripture. For others of you it might be through reciting prayers. For others of you it might be from taking walks uh, some of you it might be to, to sitting and drinking a cup of coffee in private at some point if you get that chance. You know, whatever it is, but maybe just conversations with the Holy Spirit about these things. And then the third thing is practice. <laughs> Nobody ever got good at anything without practicing. Ever. And so we practice and uh Here's what practice looks like for me. That guy flipped me off. I, I know I keep bringing that up. It, it, I can't explain to you how much it got under my skin. I mean, my, my blood was boiling. I, was, I didn't do anything wrong. He was being a jerk. And so from City Park Avenue, when I realized that making a U-turn was no longer an option, all the way to Harahan, where I went to pick up Nate, I just I turned the radio off, and I just I processed that with the Holy Spirit the rest of the way, the rest of the way. And I actually imagined imagined what it would be like to come back home once I had Nathan and to be coming down canal and to pass that man again. I imagined what it would be like to, to, to wave at him and to, under my breath, pray blessings upon him. I imagined what that would be like. And what that does is it begins to, it begins to change you. Um, I didn't see him on the way back, and I was glad because the imagining, it, it, I didn't have long enough. But you, you get the point, right? That's, that, it's, it's a movement, though. It's a movement. It's, it's, it's practice. This is what we do. So I just want to say um, that this, this is who, I, I believe that this is a huge indicator of, um, not an indicator, I believe that this is a huge, what's the word I'm looking for? I think that people who are moving with Jesus and, and moving in the ways of the kingdom are learning more and more what it is to be people of peace. Learning what it is to be people of peace. Allow peace to drive us and keep us in tune with one another and all of those around us. And so tonight on your song sheet there, why don't we, uh, why don't we stand together and Candace is going to lead us in a responsive prayer. I can't, uh, I'd like one of those sheets too. Do we have any more of those?
Oh, thank you. And it's a, a litany of anticipation, a, a litany of peace. And um, a friend of mine in the vineyard writes these, and so I pull them every so often. And so Candace is going to read the, the, the non-bold, and then we as a community of faith will read the bold. And uh, then I will pray for us, and we will go about our evening. So, Candace. in accordance with Christ Jesus. So that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Give us ears to hear. 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 Straight path, a prepared way, fruit worthy of repentance, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and whose kingdom is peace. And so, Lord, as we go tonight, uh, we just pray that you would. Uh, these things here, I, I love that. Give us ears to hear. Lord, may our, our, our worship as a community of faith, may it bear fruit as, as it, this, is, this is a discipline in our lives where we worship together, where we share communion together, where we, where we read scripture and we pray together. Lord, where we are shaped and formed by you together. And God, now as we move out of this space, as we scatter about in our community, Lord, may we be peace embodied. And so, church, may the Lord God cause his face to shine upon you this week. May the Lord give you words for the conversations that you need to have. May the Lord give you grace in the relationships where you need it this week. May the Lord give you eyes to see those who are hurting, fractured, and wounded. And may the Lord give you compassion. And may the Spirit of God give you peace as you go. And we pray these things in the name of God our Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.